Trash. Trash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is singer and guitarist extraordinaire Chris Shutters. He is a local here to Toledo, Ohio, but he is a man about the world. He has played all over the world with, let's see, Kofi Baker, who is famous Ginger Baker's son. Uh, Ginger played for Cream, if you didn't know that. He also currently plays with Mountain. And you guys know Mountain. Mr. Super Quail. Not a singer. Uh, but we talk all about that in the show, so stay tuned for that. It's pretty good. I also want to shout out Muddy, who sat in with us. Who is Muddy is a fellow musician and also happens to be Chris Shutter's girlfriend. And she chimed in. We talked to her. She has her own band. She's a singer-songwriter herself, and she has her own band called The Shaken Shivers, or Muddy of the Shake. No, <laughs> I'm reading an old ad. Jeez Louise. It's called The Shaken Shivers. The band is called Shaken Shivers. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm just stumbling all over my words. This is like the 20th time I've tried to record this intro, but I have to get this done. So <laughs> I have so much to do I'm, because I'm getting ready to go South by Southwest. I'm super stoked on it, and we finally got our time slot, which ended up being pretty fucking dope. It is 10 to 10.40 at the Flamingo Cafe, Tuesday, March 13th. So that's Tuesday, March 13th from 10 to 10.40 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. But if you're in S- South by Southwest, just look at your phone and be like, oh, my God, it's almost 10 o'clock. I, I got to get to this awesome show. Because, you know, your phone keeps track of, like, you know, Central, Mountain, Pacific, Standard Times. It just switches over. If you didn't know that. Anyways, if you're going to be at South by Southwest, check out the app. It used to be a, a, a big steaming pile of crap. But since they've updated it, now that it's like two or three days away, uh, South by Southwest, that is, um, it's pretty dope. It tells you who's playing and you can actually favorite other play, like acts that you want to see. So what I want you guys to do is the, <laughs> and I know you want to do this, go to the South by Southwest app, uh, download it, and then uh, go to our Find Skanksters Project and favorite us and uh, come to our show but if you put favorite on the app it, i guess it makes our name a little bit more visible or something whatever it is there's gonna be some amazing acts there and i'm really excited i wanted to check out the comedy festival there's gonna be all kinds of awesome uh comedians up in there there's film uh the wes anderson's new film is gonna debut there it's gonna be a fucking hoot so march 13th tuesday you go over there and you you fucking you come to Flamingo Cafe, 10 to 10.40, that's witching hour, that's when everything starts getting cooking, and you come in, you fucking skank away with Skank's Roots Project. Anyways, also, which is interesting, you'll find out on the podcast that Muddy is also going to be playing, not in the festival, but in Austin the same day. And I forgot what it was, where she's playing, but just listen to the podcast and she lets you know. And 
um that's about it i got a couple oh no no i got a couple dates here so march 31st me and Raina will be if you're in toledo or adrian michigan we're gonna be playing a acoustic set over there at hooligans i believe from 8 to 12 no 8 to 11 or maybe even later 9 to 11 9 to 12 just go there between like 9 and 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 12 uh, 9 and 11 and you'll see us we'll be there if this is my Toledo and Adrian friends also you can um go to rainmystique.com and check out the dates there we're starting to get back into it folks it took us a while but you know we're 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 moving right along here and um we're starting to talk to venues and trying to book stuff. I'm also playing April 21st with uh, Ross Accurate, who's been on the show, who is my uh, new Jamaican friend. I don't know why I felt like I had to say Jamaican friend, but he does play reggae, and I am playing with his band. It's weird. I didn't even know that you'd find reggae bands in Toledo, but there are. They're here, and they know about Southern California, and they know about what's going on out there. So it's interesting. It's cool to see the scene like really spreading all over the place. Um, and then let's see. So we're playing April 21st at Beer Stube. That's for my Toledo friends. And then let's see. Skanks Roots Project is playing in in Hawaii. Yes, I said Hawaii. We're going to be playing in Hawaii. Um, I think it's the 29th with Natural um, Natty Vibes. So if you want to check that out, um, I'll keep you posted on that. I don't know which island it is. I just know we're going to Hawaii. So as stuff, as information comes in, I will let you know. I have been just blabbing on and I am embarrassed. But that's how it goes with these things, right? You just sort of blather on. (laughs) Anyways, enough about me. Uh, Let's jump over to Chris Shutters and this took place at Andy's Bar out here in Toledo, so enjoy. Oh yeah, and we're going to be listening to a new song that's coming out on his new album that hasn't been released yet, so you got to stay tuned for that. I just wanted to throw that in there, because it's a good song. Alright, peace. We're rolling. Alright. Okay, here we are. I love your head popped right up. You're like right into it. (laughs) Back in character. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you feel like that's sort of you have sort of a stage persona? Like, do you feel like you're different from when you're on stage than when you're off stage? Yeah, I think so. Um, It's it's more like a uh, you know you're in performance mode. Yeah. So you get that that mind. Hey, how you doing, everybody? So you can hear what I'm talking about. Okay. What, what, what was that? I thought I heard... I think it's just in the corner. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's probably <laughs> reverberation. <laughs> All right, yeah, we we're go. sitting at Andy's Bar, new ownership. But now it was JoJo's Pizza or it actually it's used to Andy's? be called Mulvaney's Bunker. Oh, okay. And then it was that for a while. Then they had new owners, and it was still Mulvaney's Bunker. And then now Andy came... Or uh, Mo came here and changed it to Andy's, so... Okay. Yeah. And then Andy's is just a name he came up with? Or? I don't know how that works... I'm not oh. sure, but I think I did see somewhere inside that it's uh, it was established in like 57 or something, oh. or 57 years it's been going, something. Oh, yeah. It, I'm going to do with fives and sevens. So <laughs> I'm sitting here with Chris Shutters, right? Yes. Did I say that right? You said it perfect. Okay, and then Muddy. Go ahead and say hi. Hello. He called her Muddy, but apparently her name is Madison. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you sing and play guitar? 
Yep. I also She's sing and play guitar. Around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, do you do solo performances or do you guys play together? Um, I generally do solo performances, but we every now and then. We had a show last night. We had a show last night. Yeah. What'd you guys play? We played uh, at Rosie's. We did a couple of just me and her and acoustic guitars and sang, and it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how is that? So you you guys are together, mm-hmm. and yes. how how is that collaborating between? Oh, you know what? Honestly, a lot of people like wish that we played more together. Oh, really? And um, you know we. It's one of them things that that just will happen in time, but we don't really focus too much on that right now. We have our own separate projects and right. stuff, and up until recent, you know, recently we decided to start playing together. You know, we got maybe some music we might start making too. So who knows? So you're writing together? Maybe. 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 <laughs> Watch out. Hope so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I I write and play with my wife. Cool. And. We write together, and that shit gets weird sometimes. <laughs> but I was just curious on sure. how that works, because it's always like a weird dynamic between people who are like, um, like brother and sister, or mm-hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend, or whatever. Right. It's always like this weird dynamic. Are you, when you're running your band, do you are you open to suggestions, or do you have a very clear uh, idea of what you want, and like you expect people kind of fall in line? Well. I've been fortunate to play with a lot of really talented people, and um, you know when I write a song or something, I, I I tell them I show them how I how it goes and how I'd like it to go, and then I basically just tell them to put their own thing to it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what makes it sound less less me, yeah, you know, like because yeah, yeah. I mean, you, if you go and record yourself all the time and you do all the parts, uh, you start to sound too much like you, you know, and all I your do. own ideas start yeah, to repeat themselves. So you get somebody that plays the instruments better than you or different than you, then it creates a better dynamic to whatever you're trying to make. I feel that. So you play multiple instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, yeah. didn't I see a video of you playing like a flute? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a great flute player. Oh, thank you. A flutist. Flautist. What's that? How do you pronounce it? Flautist. Flau. Flautist. Flautist. Like a beautiful flower. <laughs> you, it was awesome. <laughs> were you Thanks. playing Jethro Tall? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I gotta make sure. Sometimes, you know, you're scrolling through videos and shit, and it all just melds together from, you know, that digital overload sure, sure. that we all put ourselves through. <laughs> Every day. Do you, do you guys wake up and just start scrolling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't anymore? Well, as musicians, you're paranoid because somebody might be posting something bad about you. <laughs> yeah, you got to feel like, what the fuck did I do say yeah, now? Yeah, I better check this out real quick. <laughs> it's, it's insane how much time I waste just sitting there scrolling in the morning, especially. Oh, my God. So, um, is there a lineage of music in your family that you come from? Well... My dad can sing naturally, okay. and he always sang in the car. We'd drive around and stuff as kids, and he'd put a song on, on the radio, it'd come up that he'd know or something, and he'd put it up louder, and he would sing along to it, and I was always amazed by how accurate he could sing it, you know? And uh, my mom plays, uh, well, she played drums with uh, Dr. Hook, which is like a classic rock Oh, I, I'm, I'm not familiar. Yeah, but she played with them a couple times. Were they like a national thing or oh, like yeah, Toledo? Big deal. You'd, you'd recognize the hits. You know, Dr. Hook. Dr. And Hook, what'd yeah. your mom play with her? She played drums. Drums? Yeah, yeah she's a drummer. Left handed no- drummer. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing cooler than like. 
I, I just I always find it since it's such a like a dude storm mm-hmm. of like musicians, it's oh it's like it's always refreshing to see a female presence. Like especially when they're like sure. sort of just on random things. I don't know. It's weird. It's right. like I just have these weird things. Like like I'm always surprised when a drummer writes the music. Like mm-hmm. I don't like like drummers don't study music or right. something. No, like no, it's just mean. like weird. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like necessarily a weird thing. To no, like, it's, it's no to like be. It's I think it's nice that you're like surprised or like that you uh, take notice of like. If you're like, wow, that's really cool that your mom was like a drummer. Yeah, for a rock band, well, especially in the '70s, or yeah, right? whenever, is that? Yeah. In the, I think so. <laughs> whenever that happened, probably the '70s. I feel like because it isn't that common. I feel like that is like you know. It is surprising. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's awesome. Cool. That's a good thing. That. Yeah, there needs to be more of it, so it's not so surprising. <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, and I guess that's where the surprise comes from because of it is such a boys' club, and mm-hmm. it's like, and I mean, I've worked with a, a backed female artists before and you kind of see like how different people act with them especially when it comes to like business mm-hmm. uh, like I, I worked backed up this girl who was um, she had a good name for herself and she was building this following and she was getting taken advantage of and she was handling all of her business until I saw how they were sort of like talking to her how like promoters were talking to her and it's just like it's just like you could tell he was talking to her like she was just some helpless young lady and actually she's like this ferocious she has, has young together, woman yeah. she just doesn't didn't know no, so that's, that's too bad man there's a lot of a lot of that crap going on and you know it's it's not good stuff no it's not and i mean like it's already weird dealing with promoters and stuff anyways and like people you know like it, it gets weird when you know money starts getting exchanged and mm. but you know that's what we do. So contracts are for. That's what contracts are for. Do you, do you go by contracts? Like uh, not so much locally, but anytime I have to travel, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I make sure, you know, because otherwise you can get stiffed and end up, you know, stranded somewhere or something. Dude, so. fucking Utah, man. <laughs> Utah. Fucking Utah. What are you talking about? <laughs> just something that happened in Utah. It, it was just... I have. A, I, I, it's happened twice at I've, this at this place. Yeah, and I think I have some stories too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Iowa, but whatever. Iowa, <laughs> dude, Iowa, man. I, uh, I I'm not fa- fond of Iowa. I'm sure the people. <laughs> I'm sure the people there a lot are of nice. Cool stuff. Yeah. No, there is, and you know, I haven't been there in like. I just had a bad experience. Just Iowa. one. Yeah, yeah. You can't do a sweeping generalization. Mm-hmm. Of no, no, no. My I mean, bad you can, ex- but no. <laughs> My bad experience happened in a parking lot of a Walmart. So, <laughs> did you get jumped or something? No, uh-huh. it was. I was young. I was like a little hippie fucker, like sure. tr- doing the dead tour thing. Does that mean you fucked hippies, or you? Yeah, were I did. Hippie? I oh, was okay. currently a fucking hippie. a hippie. Okay. okay. Yes, I was a hippie fucker. You're very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. No. <laughs> so, how long have you been doing this now? What? This, uh, this the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been doing this for about about three years. Do you play music, too? I do. I play, what do you play? Key, I play keys, keys, bass, guitar. Okay. <laughs> you think it's funny they switch it around? <laughs> <laughs> no, it happens all the time. I don't mind. We're having a conversation. Not, no, so it's right. we're getting to know each other. That's it is fun. fun. It is yeah. fun. So, so your mom... So how far did your mom take it? I mean, it sounds like she's doing national touring acts, and then she, what? What got her out of it? Was I mean, it you that got her out of it? No, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. I wasn't born yet. Uh, but uh, she, uh, I don't know. I think you know, his families, you know, started taking over and everything. So I mean, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. At the same time, especially back then. But um, 
you know, when they would come to town and they would say, hey, come on, you know, just come play Jump this. on. Yeah, whatever. That's so cool. So that's pretty cool. I don't really know too much more about it. I mean, You've I, never I, heard you know, any of the albums or anything? Well, I don't think she was on any of the records. Oh, but, she was like, just she played the guy. live shows. Yeah, like a couple of songs here and there when they'd come to showcase her because it was pretty rare back then, like we were talking before. Yeah. Not only just to have a female drummer, but a left-handed female drummer, yeah. which is a total, you know, yeah. off-the-cuff thing at the time. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a cool experience. My brother... You remember the, You remember her playing? or it was, Oh, you said it was before you were born. Yeah, right? I mean, I, was, I wasn't born for another 20 years, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> 15, maybe, 15. Okay. But my brother plays guitar, sings, you know. I mean, he doesn't do it like I do it, but yeah. he can do it, and right. he's very good at it. And um, I have two uncles that play guitar, uh, Tony Shutters, who still plays around town. And uh, what's going on, Mo? Good man. I'm gonna turn the lights on. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this is other, his place. Yes. Yeah, okay. Place. Right on. And then my other uncle Denny uh, Harrigan is another really well accomplished guitar player who plays around too as well. So there you go. Nice. So you yeah. do have like a large foundation where yeah. you're from. I had a lot of uh, a lot of people telling me what I was doing wrong. So that's oh, how you get well, good. That you helps. Know? Yeah. yeah. Especially my mom. Your time, I'd, I'd be practicing in the in the bedroom for like six hours and. Surprisingly, she wouldn't get annoyed by the music, but she'd be more annoyed by my bad timing. And she'd yell at me, watch your tempo, watch your tempo, watch your timing, your meter, whatever. And now I'd just, I'd be like, leave me alone. <laughs> Trying to be my own man. Yeah. Got and my then, own life to live. But deep down, I knew she was, what she was doing. And I knew Isn't that how it always is? Yeah. It's like, parents do know. They know. Unless they're smoking crack, but. Yeah, then they know. Then they know how to smoke crack. How to smoke crack. <laughs> Lucky for them. <laughs> how about you, M- Muddy? <laughs> I'm sorry, what that's about, weird. What's the question? <laughs> what, do you come from a background of music? Yeah. Uh, my dad. Uh, is this mine? Yes. Okay, sweet. Thank you. My dad played the bass his whole life. Um, so when I was growing up, he was playing in bands, and so I was kind of always around it. Mm-hmm. But I was never like someone that was, you know, like I love music. I want to be a musician. I just never really. It kind of like came out of me. Like it just, it, I found it somehow, some way later on. Um, but yeah, I was always around it, and I think that definitely played into, you know, being just having the opportunity there. Right. Right. I don't think I would have even been playing music had my dad not already been a musician. I understand. It, what do you do? Like, is that all you do now, or do you have like a day job? Part-time day job. Part-time day job. I work at a cigar shop, Third yeah. Street Cigar. Hey, what's up? She also is going to school, and she's going to graduate this year. Oh, yeah. oh my excited. God, that's like that's yeah. huge. That's Full-time what? student. <laughs> that's that's a job, man. Yeah. That's a job. Like I couldn't hack it. <laughs> I tried. It didn't work it's out. It's getting there. It's okay. I'm. I'm getting there. <laughs> What'd you study? English literature. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you trying to do? I don't know. Right on. That sounds... That's the fun of life, right? Yes. Find out. <laughs> yeah, I'll find out when yeah. I get there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my shit right there. It's just going to be nice to have a plan B if need be. Yeah. Yeah, because you never know. You might need a plan B. Yeah, that's what that's what my mom always said, but then I just never did that. Yeah. <laughs> now right. I just have to rely on what I got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so that's good. That's good that you did. What about you? Did you go to school? I I did. I started in kindergarten. Did you go to college? Uh, <laughs> I went to Owens for a little while. Uh, um, and uh, so I haven't continued, 
but uh, music, you know, took over my yeah. brain for a while. So, what, still what, is. When's the last time you had like a, a like a real real job? Not like, I mean like like a full time yeah. like factory or something. <laughs> Excuse me. I um, I used to work at a metal press company when I was like nineteen or twenty. Yeah. And that was the last time. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Right. I I did just get done with the. Well, actually, just get done about a year and a half ago. I took like all the classes for uh, real estate, so really? I just got to take the test and get it over with, so I can start doing that. So is that your plan B, or is that your like? That'll be my contingency plan for sure. My brother does it, and um, uh, together we could do a really cool thing. So. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah, so are you looking to sort of like back off music a little, or? No, I. It's just you know while I'm at home, or the beauty behind it though is because like real estate, I can. I'm not saying I'm going to do this, so this is this is something that disclaimer. This is disclaimer. Chris Shutters is quitting music, and he's going to be a realtor. <laughs> Never breaking, uh, breaking, breaking news. No, no. Um, you know, you can make your own schedule with both. You know, so I'm, um, you know, There's flexibility. It's flexibility there. Yeah, yeah. Because during the day you're just sort of doing you and then at night you're working now, now granted there's a lot of work that I do during the day you know it's a lot of it's booking a lot of it's writing recording mm-hmm. mixing you know all that stuff and that takes up a lot of my time well okay let's back up a little so like in high school did you were playing in bands you were learning your chops so did you start playing flute in uh, in marching band or something no uh, that was kind of like a silly thing like I was my, <laughs> my Aunt took me to go see Jethro Tull when I was like 17, 16 or 17. Was it at the Stranahan? Yeah. Oh, dude, I think I was there. You might have been. Dude, okay, wait, wait. Was it just me or did they all stop playing their instruments and like the music kept going and they took bows at the end? At the end, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, so that because that kind of like freaked me out. (laughs) What's going on? Only because like how much of that was backing track and how much of that was them actually performing. I, I can assure you that I think it's it's all. Oh, you got the inside scoop. Yeah, I mean, I I I've been to a few tall concerts and I've met Ian Anderson a couple times. No. Oh. And he's a perfectionist. I don't think he would, you know. I mean, he does play to like some like, he'll he'll do this thing now where he has like a guest singer, mm-hmm. and the drummer is playing to a click, obviously, because they have this screen of a guy singing with him. Yeah. That was obviously recorded. Right, at right. a different period. The backing tracks. So, yeah, there's plenty of a click, and there's some tr- backing tracks in that regard, but I don't think anything performance-enhancing, you know. Uh, well, I mean, like, for... I mean, because to me, when I saw that as a young musician, sure. I was like, what the fuck? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. This is bullshit. Another Millie Vanilli. Yeah, like, no, mm. but for real. And since then, I've been just going around saying that mm. they just... They just they just lip sync. No. That's that's why I've been, <laughs> I've been doing that. We yeah, just say yeah. Just, I love Jethro Tull though. Yeah, like, they're, they're amazing. Great. They are. Okay, so you went and saw Jethro Tull. You got your mind blown, and, and yep. it was like. And I, you know, my mom is a joke. Not a, really a joke. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> For Christmas, got me a flute. Okay. And you know, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm never gonna learn how to play this thing. And then you know, the next day, I, it was the day after Christmas, and I decided, well. I'm just, I'm just gonna learn how to play because she knew that I'm you know obsessive compulsive and I have to know how to do things and I, it took me five days to really get a good grasp on it and I, wow. then I I'm as good now as I was then <laughs> I haven't gotten any better or any worse. Well, I mean like <laughs> no, I mean because like you're an excellent guitarist, so I mean like when you bring out the flute, it's just like icing on the cake, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, just yeah. like a little thing. So you don't have to be like this amazing flautist, right? But, 
But if you can get like if you can get the sound good and shit, like people are gonna be like, oh shit, yeah. you know, socks coming off and everything. <laughs> um, Who else in Toledo can you say does that? Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Can hey, can you do the um, can you do the the two both? at the same time thing? yeah yeah okay. uh, there's a video of that on youtube somewhere doing, doing a, a guitar and flute at the same time I actually just got i'm doing there's a write-up for uh there's a blues magazine and i uh, they showcase uh i don't remember the name of the magazine i just met him in Mem- memphis but they showcase a different instrument each month uh-huh. and uh flute's coming up and they saw me playing in memphis uh like three weeks ago was it three weeks ago ish about a month ago was that with your band? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, it was for the blues count. We won the the Black Swamp Blues competition this year. Nice. So you had to go to Memphis to do that. Yeah. Yep. Well, we had to go to Memphis after we won here. It's like a regional. Oh, thing. okay. And then we go down there and perform internationally. You know, there's people from all over the world yeah. there. And uh, anyway, so I played. I was the only person that played flute, and they uh, they're like, we need to showcase that in the blues. That's the only instrument that hasn't been like yeah. know, showcased in, as a blues instrument. You know. So, um, that's, you know, that's kind of cool and exciting, you know, getting ri- written up about a... In I was actually recently just mentioned a couple of days ago in Modern Drummer magazine. Which oh, is really? Cool. Yeah. Like in the print? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's badass. Uh, uh, I play in, you know, the band Mountain? Yes. Uh, Mississippi Queen, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leslie West um, had his leg amputated, unfortunately, and he can't really t- travel around as much. So I'm I'm the replacement for him. Oh wow! Yep, so, so you're gonna be touring with Mountain. I did last year. Oh, uh, we, okay. we've been together almost a year now, and we're writing some new songs. And it's actually called uh, Corky Lang Plays Mountain because okay. I believe Leslie owns the name. Ah. So, but it's still. I mean, it's probably actually. It's the best version of Mountain that you're going to hear if you want to hear the songs done properly. Oh. Because oh. we do it right. Now you know, like you hear Leslie, he's a great. Musician, great guitar player, but he doesn't play the songs like they were written. You mm. know what I'm saying? He does it as a new interpretation, which is cool too. But a lot of people want to hear what it sounded like originally. They go out, they want to hear that song and how it goes. You know, so that's kind of what we're based on, like that mentality that we're gonna. So you play try stick close, to the to the recording as, as close. Possible. I mean, I don't do the exact solos per se, right. or you know, we have we jam out certain spots here and there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. It's pretty cool. That's dope. We got Mark Michael on bass, and he's singing. And Corky Lang on drums, and me. So That's pretty fucking and, awesome, man. That's pretty cool. What do you, uh, where, how far do you guys go around the country? Uh, so far, we've... anywhere. Or so our last tour last year was... We started in Boston, worked all the way down the East Coast, all the way down to um, uh, Atlanta. And then we shot over to... Um, uh, New Orleans and then Texas all the way over to San, San Diego all the way up to Seattle Portland all that stuff into Canada Vancouver all the way over to Calgary all right down Montana and then Chicago Detroit area and stuff and then we're back home what you was know? that like three to four months it was about a month and a half really oh yeah shit. it was a really condensed to tour months, what the fuck? well I mean it, it would have made more sense if it was longer because it was like 
back-to-back. Back-to-back show. So that yeah, so you kicked insane. your ass. They kicked your ass, but it was a it was like boot camp, musical boot camp. Oh, know? okay. So, so it was, was really cool. This was kind of your first like extensive tour then? For that amount of time. I've, I've been to Europe a few times playing with uh, Kofi Baker, who's Ginger Baker's son from Cream. Mm-hmm. And we did like the Cream thing for a while, for years <laughs> actually. And then we, we went to Europe I How think, did three you link times. up with him? Uh, we have a mutual friend who's from here. Uh, his name's Jeff Coleman. He's one of the best guitar players ever come out of yeah, this place. Yeah, and he's in L.A., right? He's in L.A., yep. Yeah, and, he's, uh, he's fucking a shredder. Oh, man. he's great. Yeah. He's fantastic. And um, Kofi's guitarist singer at the time, this is, you know, back in 2012, I think, or something, 2011, um, he fell down the steps and broke his hand and his... And his and his wrist and his jaw or something Jesus. so he couldn't perform or sing yeah. so they asked Jeff hey can you fill in and finish help us finish the tour and uh, Jeff goes ah no but I do know a guy that can oh that's and awesome I was at downtown at a bar and you know I had a few drinks and didn't have any expectation of anything happening and my buddy Mark Michael calls me and says hey my buddy uh, you might be getting a call from Jeff Coleman here in a minute so stay on standby so I get a call from Jeff, and Jeff tells me the whole scenario, and I go, he said, do you want to do it? So I go, let me, let me call you back, Jeff. So I called Mark again. I go, Mark, do you think I should do it? And Mark's like, absolutely. Yeah. He's like, oh, all right. So I called Jeff. I go, Jeff, I want to do it. He's like, all right, well, you'll be on a plane at 9 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a St. Louis, and you're just going to pick up from there. And, wow. you know, I, luckily, I played Cream Song since I was, you know, 14 years yeah. old. I knew most of them. And uh, so I kind of could just jump right on board, which was kind of nice. Well, how did you handle how did you handle the songs that you didn't know? Um, very carefully. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kofi is a very Kofi, and at the time Rick Fabracci is a uh, bass player, and he plays now. He plays with Asia. Mm-hmm. He plays all over the place. Plays with everybody. And um, he those two like to do a lot of polyrhythmic type stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was new to me, you know. And um, they would try to throw me off. You know, they would purposely try to throw me off. And they successfully did many, many times. And I would get frustrated on stage, and they'd be laughing at me and laughing until one day I decided that I wanted to, uh, you know, figure it out. So I went on YouTube and figured out what they were talking about. So you had to do that, like, on the way out or, like, there when you got right there? Right when I got there, I had a show that, that night. Okay, so, so. you knew most <laughs> of the songs. Right. But they, they adjusted the set to the songs that I knew the most. Oh, okay, cool. And we, me and Rick, Rick showed me a few things and some of the songs and everything to get prepared for the other ones that I didn't know. So, so your learning curve is pretty low, like pretty, is it low or what would that even be? You learned quickly. I did, I okay. did. I mean, and you do learn quickly. I, I'd like to think so. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who yes. really knows? Thank you, man. You, you've been, and you've been playing... Was was I wrong? Am I wrong? But you were like a child prodigy, or is that wrong? I would like to say so in a way. I mean, I know I was, that's kind of a weird thing. It's a to weird be, thing to admit. Be like, yes, <laughs> I was prodigious in my guitar playing yes. since I picked I it up. I am a child prodigy. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm just like just I'm trying to think because oh, just reading through some of the stuff I heard or heard reading through some of the stuff I've heard. Yes, just in my brain, I'm just trying to dig up. No, I, I played piano and sang when I was two. So okay. Like, you know, I, so you like, just so so, and then you have you were saying that you have that obsessive uh, compulsive, compulsive thing, yeah, thing. big time. Mm-hmm. 
And how does that translate in anything that might be negative? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of ways, like, I, I, I have to look at things a certain amount of times, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it just gets annoying. But, yeah. You know, just like certain weird little things, but, you know, um, I'm kind of like a very germ conscious kind of guy, mm, you know, gotcha. uh, not, not to the extent of maybe like Howie Mandel or anything, but, yeah. um, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, I, which you know, wasn't really a bad thing, you know? Yeah. I didn't mean yeah. that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to frame yeah, it like I'm that. Trying that to was, think of that was like, that was like the worst thing is like, you're, you're, I have to pee. Can I go pee? Of course, please. Okay? Me and Muddy will, right, will chat it up. Are you talk about me? <laughs> we'll talk about Does you. Has this ever happened? You got a podcast? Yeah. Maybe it'll be called a You got it. Maybe. Maybe. So, Muddy, how long you and Chris been dating? Um, we have been together since May. May. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's been pretty exciting. Yeah. Does he teach you at all? Does he teach you stuff? Um, he is just a fountain of knowledge when it comes to music. That yeah. that's just a given, and I'm very. I'm most people that I'm a self-taught, didn't mm. really learn the technicality of music ever. Yeah. And so um, I have a lot to learn from him when it comes to that. Like he's very helpful and he, he he's a really good teacher because he basically hands you the information and then has you work through it mm-hmm. rather than telling you how to do something. Right. It's like you figure it out on your own. And yeah. I, I love that. And I'm, I always am like, can you teach me this really like simple thing to you? But like, it's going to be really difficult for me, you know? Um, but I'm sure he's not like, oh yeah, this is so easy. Oh no, he's like very like, uh, like conscious of like being a good teacher. Mm. It's great. Yeah. I have a lot to learn from him. Right on. Mm -hmm. So were you, uh, were you playing shows, playing out before you met Chris or was that something that you sort of took off? Oh, I've been doing it for seven years now. Oh, okay. Tight. Yeah. So I, I, we just never, ever crossed, crossed paths ever. Um, but I work at third street and, uh, cigar and we have music there and my boss asked me to book him. And so that's how I met him. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you guys book acoustic acts there? At Third Street, yeah. uh, we actually have a lot of blues band. Oh, bands based. Um, it's bands or you know solo. How big is this place? It's not huge. It is like a small lounge upstairs, but it's like an intimate. How how you deal with the smoke, especially for singers? Um, you just deal with it. You just deal with sort of like how we're dealing with it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, I think we moved You'll be playing and like people are it's a very intimate performance so people mm-hmm. are sitting like not very far from you right. and they have their big stogie, you know, and Yeah. You see them just like puff the smoke out and you see it the big cloud like coming towards right you right while you're playing <laughs> and you know I'm going I'm going to inhale this it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be on that big note you got to sing. Yeah, you know? like <laughs> right before it. <laughs> 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 Let me know if this is too much. We can move it back inside. I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm great. Okay. You're the only one I care about. So there you go. What about me, Chris? I care about you too, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> um, you come next. Did you? Um, did you end up playing that Third Street show, or were you like, I can't deal with this moment? No, no, we do. Yeah, we play them. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Was oh, time. I was telling him about how. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met. Oh, okay. yeah. There you go. It took oh, a, it so took that's a couple how you tries. guys actually met. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Uh, well, we met like I just you know. Yep. We just met and then booked the gigs and. Yeah, you're played. right. When we met, we did just meet. <laughs> it was just a meeting. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> or did we? Uh, uh, 
I've known you for years. No, anyway. <laughs> so you, um, so who made the first move? It's good. <laughs> wow, this is getting crazy. <laughs> I don't think like it was it depends something. Depends what movie's talking about. Um, oh, I'm not trying to get intimate. I'm just <laughs> like, who was, who was, who? I think who, we both took initiative. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we both took initiative on it. The whole thing. It, she asked me to to play there, and um, I said, come out and check us out and see what you think. And then, you know, we're good friends at first. You know. It, but we knew that we liked each other more than that. But. Oh, they're staring dreamily into each other's eyes. That was very nice. <laughs> it was a very nice shared moment. That was Aww. great. So, okay, so you, so you just sort of jumped on this cream tour. But but it's not cream. What it, what they what does he call it? Kofi Baker's Cream Experience. Gotcha. Is what it, what, it's, what it was called. I don't know if it is called anymore. Um, but I play with uh, now that I play with Corky Lang and Mountain. I don't really don't have time for both. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got you. And uh, things kind of got uh, you know in the way. You know, the scheduling wise. So yeah. I, I kind of came to the point where I had to figure it out. Yeah, you know, they kind of choose. Yeah. And um. How, was that like a really hard decision for you or were you just like I'm out I mean it, it was it was a tough decision because I mean and Kofi and I are still cool you yeah. know we're, we're friends mm-hmm. you know so there, there's no uh, animosity there which is kind of nice um, but it was a tough decision yeah. you know but musically you know it was a new it was almost like here's my chance to reinvent myself oh okay and that's basically what i've been doing since i joined the band is like i now i play les paul now like Ooh. and that was i mean i played a strat my whole life mm-hmm. and i still do but you know I'm, I'm really starting to fall in love with the les paul for the first time in my and life that was because the other guitar player played the les paul yeah and you want to capture that tone actually corky demanded that i don't play the strat in a, oh. in, a in a in a roundabout way he wasn't a big you know, a dick about it or anything, but um, uh, he's like, dude, if you want to get that tone, you can't be playing a strat. I'm like, you're right. I've tried everything I can do, pedals and I, you know, different configurations. And I, he's right. As soon as I picked picked up a, and I got the Les Paul Junior, which is what you know Leslie played. Mm-hmm. And ever since I, I was just like, bam, there's the tone right there. P90s oh. pickups. Okay. You know, this so soap bars, man. So, yeah, can't man. fuck with those. No, I mean it sounds great. It's such a pure tone it's it's intense it's really cool what did you um did you have a last ball or did you have to go out and buy one i never liked them yeah and well, I, was it the neck it was the neck it was the weight it was the, the balance of everything uh. and it was just the way the you know the strings felt on the fretboard and that it bothered me because i was under the impression that they don't stay in tune mm. well i mean honestly it's it's seems to be fine <laughs> you just like you just assumed it or just because of like the story i was just here. such a strat guy i was just I didn't want to jump i didn't want to i was just uh, finding reasons what to and then when i had to do the tour we do it was like 38 days or something like that i don't know it was longer than that it was like 30 shows or something i don't remember exactly the numbers were but i had to learn how to play one quick and get used to it com- wow. comfortable quick so by the end of the tour, I'm like, ah. And Cork even asked me, he goes, so uh, do you think you're going to keep playing the Les Paul when you go home? And I go, yeah, man, I, I, I liked it a lot. And it took a couple weeks to get used to it. Mm. But um, it, was, it was a really cool transition. What, what would you say, like, the biggest difference for you is between the two? Like, that, that no, I, I that's kind mean. of a general question, but... I think in my playing, mm-hmm. you know, like I can, I can play faster, I can play 
more aggressively oh, okay. with a Stratocaster. Okay. But with the Les Paul, the notes have to count more. Mm. So I'm, I'm probably playing 20, 25% less notes. Okay. But the quality of the notes, it's teaching me the, more of the quality rather than the quantity of the notes, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, I've known that for years. It's about the spaces that you leave more so that adds the drama right, right. and the amount of notes and how impressive when I was a kid I played as many notes as I could oh, you know? Jimi Hendrix yes yeah I mean <laughs> you know you're only young once you might as well play as many notes as you can fucking you know? A baby but now it's about the quality and it's about you know memorable solos right. and you know having intensity and it's saying something saying something yeah. yeah totally and that Les Paul helps me achieve that so that's, that's cool. awesome yeah that's kind of cool that's a great answer for my yeah. really general question yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did you end up linking up with mountain so i played with kofi uh-huh and um kofi's a, a he was a child prodigy he was a, a freak drummer his yeah. whole life you know his dad made sure of it well wait a second, hold on he was <laughs> i and i don't want no, 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 i'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything but uh, Ginger Baker was notoriously kind of a, uh, a grumpy dude. Uh -huh. uh, did any of that translate to Kofi, or was he just like very opposite of that? And, and if you don't want to answer that, please don't. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, he's not like his dad in that regard. No. You know, he, he's a Kofi's a he's a got a big heart. Mm -hmm. He's a good guy. You okay. Know? Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> and he's a really healthy guy. He doesn't smoke. Doesn't drink. He's like he's he's on a, he helped me kind of get on a a better path too, being around him so it's, it was a good thing too but no Kofi he's a good dude and back to the other thing yeah. we did some shows with Corky mm -hmm. and his guitar player at the time Phil Baker who's still a cool guy I get along with um, he uh, couldn't do some some tour or something and Corky asked we played at BB Kings in New York City with uh, we played with I played with Kofi and then uh, Corky was playing after us and he asked me at the end of the show, he goes, do you want to be the singer and guitar player of the mountain? Oh, wow. Of, the, of my band, you know? And I go, without even thinking, not knowing what that would entail, <laughs> yeah. I just said yes. And yeah. I think that's what you're, the biggest key to a, a musician coming around is like, just, just take every opportunity that you can, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. As long as it's, you know, a good one. You know? Right, right. Not stepping backwards. <laughs> yeah, goes the other always way, going right? forward. Yeah, it, it may be out of your comfort zone. It may seem hard. And once I said yes, he goes, okay, you're in. You have three weeks to learn this stuff. Mm. And it's like, okay, the only song I know is Mississippi Queen. <laughs> you know? So I have to learn like 30 songs or whatever mm. it was. And it was it was tough. It was a huge learning curve for me. It was, it was crazy. So... But you you showed up prepared. You were able to do I did it. it. I, I did it, and that was a, one of the biggest achievements in my career. What did you? Um, what was some of the things that you did to prepare? Like, did you just lock yourself away? Like, what was? I spent. It was crazy. I had three weeks, and I probably worked on it for five days. But I broke them up. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> for me, it's like a mental thing. Like uh -huh. I, because you still have like other gigs that you had to fulfill yeah, and other, like things, other, other songs to learn i was writing songs and you know, I, I had a lot of things on my plate but this was number one at the time so i I'd, I'd set a lot of things aside but you know i'd sit down and i'd learn something and i'd learn a song I'd go, okay i got it and i'd learn another song or whatever and, and i'd take a break for like three days mm. and i'd go back to those songs and see if i retained anything and i kind of had to like test myself you know that way i don't know I, i'm not the kind of guy that'll sit down and just you know 
you know drill myself over and over again i gotta i gotta know when the time is right and i gotta take advantage of those inspired moments it's mm -hmm. like writing a song you can't yeah. forceful you can forcefully write a song but forcefully write a song but um it's better when the creative juices yeah. are flowing and yeah, you're inspired. the juice baby yeah. you yeah. gotta capture the, you gotta drink the juice drink the juice oh uh, so so when you are writing then you're not one of those people who just like okay from 9 to 9 a.m to 12 p.m i'm drinking coffee and i'm fucking writing a song I wish I was one of those people. Mm. I'm not. I, I've in between each album I've, I've done, there's, there's a four-year gap, mm. and it's like, and it's not something I like because I'd like to release a lot more, but I can't. I don't. I'm a big advocate of not, I'm not forcing it. You know, I'm just waiting for the right. Now. You know, I'll have a half of a song written, and I'll sit on it for years mm. until one day I go, wait a minute, this is perfect for this. Yeah. And I'll bring that song back, and then I'll go, there it is. You yeah. know, and you know, some songs fall out of the air and just land right in your lap, right. you know? So it's like, you never know. It's just, everyone's different. Every song's different. I love the guys who just shit, the, shit it out, you know? Good or bad, they're just shitting it out. Yeah, and right. like, uh, I just talked to this cat, and his name is Mighty White, and he's a producer dude here in Toledo, and he did the music for The Blind Side, that movie, um, okay. with Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. He did, like, all the music for, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, that's cool. Um, and, like, he does sh music for, like, Reebok, and, like, also he does, like, a lot of placements and stuff. Mm -hmm, yeah. And that's just all he does. Is that's he, how you make money there. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, he's one of those dudes who just goes down, fucking has his, <laughs> he has, like, two of these huge ass like fucking red bull things oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just down there fucking never chugging sleeps. red bull and fucking just writing music all day but he gets to those points where he's like i don't know what to do with this so he'll move on to something else and he was telling me how he keeps it going is that he just always has something in motion. Yeah. So if he's blocked here, he's like, fuck that. I'm, I'm going over here. here. Same here. You got to have multiple projects. That's exactly mm -hmm. a, that keeps your mind busy and you can, you can let it go for a while and literally forget about it because like, mm -hmm. you you're working on something else and you're focused on this new thing and you can literally put that aside yeah. until, you, until you're inspired again, again to go back to that and then you, know, you can jump back on it. Have you ever read the book... Um, the art of war no jesus no it's the other way around the war of art the war of art yes yeah I, actually yeah on page 118 <laughs> the 27th word is the and if you if you How read did you it, know? yeah I'm, I'm telling you it's crazy i got a crazy memory um no i have not read that it's it's basically talking about work ethic and like in, with an artist and a writer it's it's I, I always i always bring it up because it was like one of those books that kind of helped me get an idea of like how to sort of use my time correctly especially when it comes to music and just writing or working on new songs or you know or if you're working on other projects and mm -hmm. it's an interesting book you should check it out yeah well Anyway, so... I'm going to check it out just to see if I'm right. <laughs> You're going to count that? 118.27. There it. you go. Got it. Muddy's got you. <laughs> Muddy's got you. That's documented. It you is. probably look it up. <laughs> <laughs> you Google like it. that passionate. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Google it. <laughs> so, um, in high school, were you doing, like, the high school bands and all that? Or? No. No, I didn't. I, I had a, the choir teacher begged me to be in choir... 
So I, I did it my like junior year, I believe. I did it for about a month and quit. <laughs> I guess I just didn't like it because they there's a format you have to follow, and I'm I'm not a big format guy. You are know? you do you are you a reader? Do you read? I can read. Yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't needed to do it in a long time. But are you pretty fluent with it? I was. You, you know, I'd say probably like seven eight years ago. That's a, I did that a lot. You oh, know? No. But I don't really need to anymore. Now I just kind of just wing it and use my ears. Yeah. Yeah. That's the easiest way for you to learn. Yeah. Just so I'm just listening to all this. All you all you asked was you can read in this conversation. It's like <laughs> I haven't had to for a couple of years. You know, <laughs> I just use my ears now. But <laughs> you listen like, to audiobooks. That's it's actually kinda of funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ambiguously answered. Fluid or? fluidly you can fluidly you can. I used yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> years like seven, eight years ago. <laughs> But now it takes me a while. And we wonder why he didn't read the the War of Art. War of Art. Now you know. <laughs> now we know why he hasn't read it. You recognize the word the. I so. do know the word the. That's uh, good. That's basic. No, I just had to point that out because that was great. <laughs> I saw you laughing over here. I what you were laughing <laughs> I about. I wanted to see where it was going to go. I wanted yeah. you to keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a lot of those answers where they're just like, um, I was talking to this girl in Eugene. What? Never mind. But it was like a question like that that was like music based, and then she was just, oh no, no, it wasn't music based at all. I asked her, um, um, because she says that she, um, she hits the booze a little too much, and I was like, how long have you been drinking? And she was like, it's almost since I was like one, zero. I don't know. Oh. I was drinking my mother's milk. Yeah, there you go. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Funny. Funny. Sweet. Yay. There you go. Anyways, so so high school, you weren't doing the high school band. You were just locked away in your room learning flute and I had a, piano. and a friend group. We were uh, called Blindsided, and okay. we played for a couple of years. We actually played around town and mm. had some gigs and won some contests and stuff like that. And then we broke up, and then I went out. I did solo. I went. Did you know? Nothing. Did you know like the Hoffmans, like Braden Hoffman? Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're really nice guys. I like them a yeah, lot. Yeah, talented dudes. Yeah, Braden's a great guitar player. Yeah, Braden's great. Yeah. I, that's we jammed a few times together. That's who I went to. That's who I went to high school with. That was like my contemporaries. Sure, <laughs> sure. At, at Clay, at the magnificent nice. school of Clay. Um, anyways, so you guys did the Blind Side, and then you were just like, "Fuck that! I'm doing my own thing now." You know, everybody. The band we had at that point, you know, reorganized itself, and you know, it was more becoming about the jam and hanging out rather than it was about the professionalism and and that's not nobody's fault we were all kids and we didn't really know what the hell we were doing <laughs> i just had a whole different vision i think and um i kind of went off and did uh, an acoustic did my acoustic thing i made my own flyers and and i made like 150 of them and i just went around town and just passed them out to everybody and said give me a call if you want me and i think the first place i i played was uh, Doc Watson's oh, on the cool. road here that, that was under my own name. I played it, you know, there's a place called Parkway Lounge. I mm. played when I was in Blindsided and stuff, but the first solo gig, like, on my own was Doc Watson's. I played acoustic, so. Do, are they still doing acoustic acts over yeah, there? Yeah, they still got music, too. Cool. I haven't played there in probably, oof, I don't know, eight years. Everything's about seven, eight years ago. <laughs> 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 That's when my life started. No. It is... I could see that, but yeah. no, for me, that this sure. is only for me. Um, anyways, so 
you uh so you just been doing your own thing since since uh you were out of high school and, yeah yeah and so what was like um what when was you like when when did you decide to because you said you were working at a metal shop mm-hmm. what was that moment that you're just like i'm not gonna do this anymore <coughs> i'm just gonna do music well i was going to school for electrical engineering mm. and i i am a huge physics nerd and i love you know electricity and stuff like that and weird stuff and do you work on your own guitars and, and um, your, your amps and stuff i i do i've done it before mm. you know and i realized that that's why I didn't continue the job. So I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't I like doing it. So um, I hire other people to do it now. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I was doing that, and the, the press factory was a friend of mine's dad who owned it, and and then they moved down to Texas or something like that. And I was under the like there was people there that had like missing fingers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was one of the things. And I remember I was working, and they had these like safety lasers. And you hit Safety you hit a pedal, and you got like this I don't know twelve hundred you know ton machine whatever it is come down stamp piece of metal and and um, these lasers if you have your hand too close to where the stamp is the laser is supposed to stop the machine. Yeah. Well, I was I had my arm up in front of the laser as I was working putting them in hitting the thing putting them in hitting the thing and I look over and I realize that my hand is over the lasers you know. Oh, the lasers wasn't doing shit. It wasn't doing shit. And I, I'm like, <laughs> well, let's see. Do I want to end up like Earl over there or do I want to continue playing music? You know? And yeah. So I kind of took a little, a lot less interest in doing that. Yeah. Because music is, has, and has been, and probably always will be, you know, a key factor in my life. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, well, it's just always funny to hear people's reasons to, to, the, to like, be like fuck that i'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. you want to keep your fingers i wanted to keep my fingers is that so much to ask <laughs> not, i um, wanted to have a hand in my decision <laughs> hey there we go there we're, we're back there. We're, there we're back there again <laughs> so uh i mean there was a guy he lost his first finger yeah and he was trying to give me pointers <laughs> hey like how can you do that You're like, why are you flipping me off yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to give me pointers and you yeah. ended up saying fuck you yeah right there it is <laughs> seems about right yeah <laughs> anyway and and then so from there on you just been hustling music and managing myself i've gone through a few managers booking agents promoters this that the other thing and what what uh, what happens when you kind of part ways with managers and stuff? What what is it about that that where you part your way with them? Um, a lot of it is you know I've I've had people that wanted to um, dress me certain ways, people that wanted to, me to act certain ways that I didn't want. I just wanted to be myself, and sometimes you get somebody that represents you that pisses people off mm. and then that establishment looks at you like you're the problem mm-hmm. you know and so i mean that whole misrepresentation too you know but it's better to do it yourself but i would have to say it's easier to get gigs when you have somebody representing you because it's hard to call somewhere and go you want to book me we're good you know like <laughs> people are like yeah okay whatever but yeah it, you and the last 50 fucking exactly. dudes i talked to today yeah, so I mean, you get somebody to represent you, they, then they tell your story, and it doesn't seem so desperate, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so you are currently handling your own booking and your own management. I'm actually the uh, 
new booking um, agent for the Mountain Group. Oh wow! Musical director, and I also uh, book my own band as well. So. Holy shit! Well, that's. Yeah, that I do have a booking agent that does the like the national stuff for, and international stuff for my band. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I still do my own bookings too. You know, so yeah. between us, we try to get as many as we can, um, around the country with my own. I'm trying to really push my own group, as well as the mountain thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, those are two like really important things to me. And instead of having three with Kofi, it's actually made a lot easier now. Yeah. But I do miss playing that stuff. Okay. Well, Cream is like such a like, it's such a like classic, it's like, iconic stuff. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like the coolest and like crazy psychedelic. It's definitely like, the huge on the cool cool factor. Yeah, know, totally, you know? man, yeah. totally. Yeah. So when um, are you recording an album now? Yep. Or yeah, I should be done hopefully soon. Like uh, what I mean by soon is like at least a couple months. <laughs> uh, that's soon compared to the the length of time between my albums is four years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, you said you were mixing it yourself. Um, right now, I'm at Gorilla Studios with Wade Paul, okay. and we're recording everything there. I've been over, over there about a little over a year, and there's going to be like I think ten tracks on it. Okay. But um, yeah, he's doing all the recording. We're we're I'm going in there. We're mixing it together. We're we're doing like you know we're working on it back and forth together. Semi CDs. Check it in a car. I'll check it in house stereo system. Uh, my buddy's studio. Yeah. <laughs> take mixed you know, ideas from that, and um, and just go back and forth. How involved do you get like with the mixing process? Extremely, <laughs> extremely. <laughs> You're just I'm, sitting right I'm, there. I'm a slave. I, I slave over it. And then I also, um, you know, I mix stuff at home too. Mm-hmm. Muddy actually is gonna be putting out a um, a record here soon. She's got a couple coming out. Oh, nice. One of which her dad is producing and mixing, and her solo one. I'm gonna, as long as she doesn't fire me, uh, I'll <laughs> nope. be producing and mixing that. So, and recording her all at the house. Oh, okay. So at, at our house, so that'll be cool. Do Do you have a band too? Yes, um, I'm in a blues rock duo called The Shaken Shivers. Okay. Um, in December, we recorded an album, and so we still have to mix it and all that jazz. And then hopefully put that out. I said it was blues rock. <laughs> and all that blues rock. Okay. And then uh, um, then we're going to eventually, I mean, hopefully put it out. You know, oh, I it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I would hope, you know, like by, you know, s- within summer mm. would be like the logical, realistic plan. Yeah. So you do uh, acoustic shows and you do uh, shows with your band. Yep. Uh, how long have you been with the band? So we joined in the end of 2015. We didn't have a first gig till uh, July of 2016. So about a year and a half we've been playing shows. They play all over too. You guys just had a couple shows in Cleveland this past year. So are you doing just strictly originals or you do... For Definitely for, yeah, the, the band. We, you know, we try and find those shows that allow you to just play just original mm-hmm. like a little showcase you know yeah, just yeah. original music um and that was like i think that's more of a personal thing for me like because doing solo music you know in toledo you can shout out to innovation because they, they had a big hand in giving you some cool shows right shout out to innovation concerts yeah. What's innovation? they are the 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 company that owns and runs like frankie's and the ottawa tavern, ottawa tavern. and they, is that brock Brock Curry, Curry, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they Zach, Zach Jacobs, Jacobs, Cody and Sizemore. Yes, yeah. precisely. You, 
I, um, I actually play with a guy who works for the company. His name's Jason Ram. You know, you know who Jason Ram is. I I do. I, I do. Yeah. Know. He's he's actually a guitar. He he books at the Ottawa Tavern. Oh cool. I. I think I rammed into him a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> with your Dodge Ram. <laughs> um, but we were chasing each other down the street. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely push for like a like to do original music. Uh, so your band does only originals. You don't do like the whole. Oh, you cover won't book band. a whole night. Yeah, we yeah we just do. We, cool. We'll throw a, a cover in there every. What's now the and name then. of the band again? The Shaken Shivers. The Shaken Shivers. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Really right. cool. Do you guys got music online? Not yet. Okay, so that's what. This that's album gonna be is. like the debut of like. That's gonna be the first documented, material of ours. Her debut is gonna be at night though. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. I love it. Um, so, with the band, you were playing in, you play like Ottawa Tavern and Frankie's and... Around Cleveland? here, generally. And then like we'll play at Howard's every now and then in oh, Bowling Green. Pl- oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, Howard's I'm, is bumping right now. Steve Feehan. Steve Feehan. Huh? He is... a well-accomplished piano player. He's played with Corky Lang and Mountain. We've had him oh. play with us. We do, um, we're do. we having a live DVD and a CD coming out, and he's featured on there. I also mixed and mastered my... Well, actually mixed and, re- and, and did everything for my own live CD recently. It was mastered at Gorilla Studios. Uh. Played. But um, Steve's on there, too, and he's he's one of the owners of Howard's, and he's really bringing that place back. You know, uh-huh. It's got a lot of fire to it again. Wait, so what happened? I just think they, you know, just the music wasn't really, we weren't really doing anything with it. You know, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what to say. I'm right. kind of stuttering over my words because I don't know what to say. But <laughs> he, he's definitely bringing it back and he's, you know, making it more of a, a live venue again, uh-huh. you know, musically. As so. opposed to like a, did they have like a DJ come in there? I mean, I'm sure they had bands bumping. and stuff, but I don't think it was well promoted and it uh-huh. wasn't well, you know. He's he's really trying to make it a, into the scene again with that. You know? That's cool. I personally think it's it it is definitely my favorite like music venue to play in town. Like mm. absolutely over anywhere. And it's not even in Toledo. It's in, it's the, in yeah. the region. I mean, yeah. yeah okay, you're right. It's, you're right. No, I wasn't yeah, yeah. even trying to. I wasn't even trying so, to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. I went. <laughs> I went to go see. Um, Ben Barefoot. Do you guys know who Ben Barefoot is? I, every time I see him, he's got shoes on. He does. He does. Yes. He's very, very well fitted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've been barefoot too. I try. Anyway, sorry, Ben. No, I'm just goofing. He's great. Lovely. Actually, guy. the shoes he had when we did the podcast, he had these <laughs> badass boots. There you go. And, and they were so cool. My wife had to say something about it. So it was nice. There you go. Was, his boots are just nice boots. Ben, you can make as many jokes about shutters as you can. <laughs> Close the shutters. That's yeah, all. I there have. you go. There we go. <laughs> They're fun names to play with. I went. I went down there to go see his band, and I went on the wrong night. It was the he played the day before, and so I just stayed and watched the band and left there you go i yeah. even texted him he didn't respond <laughs> <laughs> well because you didn't show up i like i had to get a babysitter and shit it was, it was oh, that's t- bullshit man yeah <laughs> it's his fault yeah f- what the fuck ben <laughs> yeah. i got a babysitter and everything yeah, no jeez no 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 so so your last album was or let's talk about this album is this going to be primarily blues and rock type thing? No, I'm. I, or wh- where are you at with this album? You know, it's it's 
So alternative rock kind of feel. It does have blues elements to it. It has a, it, it's a lot of big, a lot of the genre variety. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like some songs are almost hip hop. Some songs are um, blues. Some songs are heavy rock. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's like almost punky. You know, in a way. So it's a big conglomeration of all that. What's up? What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say it sounds really great. Oh, <laughs> it does. Oh, and it's like good. every song's like it's like he was saying like all these different genres come into one. And it's really eclectic. And so I feel like anyone who listens to it will at least find, like, I think more than one of them, but at least find at least find one that they, like, really dig. I, yeah. was, I was told by, uh, he's a pretty well-known producer and promoter, Frankie Biggs. He came over to my house uh, a couple of years ago, and he said that if he was going to make a genre for my music, it would be progressive soul. Oh, so that's like kind that. of, a, that's, I know, I, I do like that. I like yeah. that, I like that a lot. It kind of like stuck that. with me. It stuck with me, you know, and I... Yeah, so that's kind of cool. When I think of progressive soul, I think of bands like Hiatus Coyote. Are you familiar with them? They've they've been out of the loop for a while. They've been hiatus. Yeah, they've been on a hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you what are you listening to now? Like right now, like a newer band that you just sort of gravitate to and with everything I have going on, like with my CD and writing and uh, playing with Mountain and booking and recording and everything, like I really don't listen to much in it, new stuff like mm. i don't anything new every now and then i'll hear something and i'll be like oh that was cool like chris stapleton has mm. feel you know government mule or, or they're great you know they're not really new but right um you know warren haynes is a bad he's, he's a, a bad boy we're supposed to be playing with him soon so that's exciting really yeah, mountain yeah. and fucking yeah he's and gonna come and set in with us shit oh with warren haynes yeah no warren haynes gonna set in with, with us with mountain yeah because he and oh, corky are good buddies and, oh that's fucking dope um, she's turned me on madison is turning me on to um uh, Jack White and you know all his projects and with Mountain we have Jack White has this thing called Third Man Records mm -hmm. and uh, the Mountain group our group um, is actually getting a vinyl pressed are you going to do Third that Man. live are you going to do that live press that he it's, does um, like they just opened Third Man Pressing uh -huh. about a year I, I'm mean, just saying a year ago I don't know how long ago uh -huh. in Detroit which yeah. is like connected to Third Man Records and I don't know how the like I don't know like the business end of it, but yeah, you can. You, they're gonna get yeah. But, but it's, we're not gonna play it live. No, no, know? they're gonna yeah. get their oh. their record pressed by Third Man Pressing. What happened was back in the seventies, uh, Corky played with Mick Ronson. Um, I'm gonna miss all this stuff. Uh, Todd Rundgren, Ian Hunter, and um, who else was on there? Um, and Corky Lang, and there's, I think I'm missing somebody. But a lot of really famous dudes, and they had this thing called the Secret Sessions, and it wasn't supposed to go anywhere. They were just going to get together and just jam and whatever. Mm. And um, Corky has all that stuff, and he's going to release it. You oh, know? nice. And what me, Mark, and him did um, was we re-recorded three of the tracks, and we have an original song. Okay. So when you get the vinyl... It'll be called The Secret Sessions, and all those dudes will be on there, a bunch of different people that you'll recognize. Um, and there's going to be a stamp on there that you can, like, I believe you can, like, it's like a, it's like a link. You can take you to our songs. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, it's almost like bonus tracks. Oh, nice. It's, so, and it'll have the three renditions, like our versions of the three tunes that are on there, and three of the tunes, and one of our originals. So that'd be kind of yeah. cool. You know, I'm excited about that. So. That is fucking dope. Yeah. You're going to have credits. 
What's up, man? Come on in. What's up, Josh? <laughs> Doing a little interview podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Hang out. Well, that that's cool that you'll have sort of a uh, you'll have credits along with the along with mm-hmm. like all those other dudes as well. Yeah. So like building that resume, baby. Totally. I mean, people that are gonna want to buy that. It's gonna be really cool. And and the fact that they can even have any remote chance of listening to me a period is a really good thing you know but now so. when you guys are recording with um with mountain because you're recording now with mountain are you guys yeah. using all digital or are you guys going back and doing the, um, the analog thing you know it's not it won't be mountain we're actually trying to come up with a name now we're oh actually, so you're yeah gonna, so you're gonna just we're gonna make a new something. band you know okay. like yeah you know, it's kind of the, the goal but you know obviously corky has the name you know yeah that we're trying that we're linking off of or but we're gonna come up with a band name and yeah we're writing some new stuff and um yeah what was the original question am i missing oh yeah we how are you guys recording are you gonna be oh, doing like um, all digital or are you gonna kind of go back and do <coughs> the whole tape thing and we're recording at uh mark michaels you got a studio over here we're, we're recording at a studio and he is totally capable of doing analog and he's one of the best analog recording people around any sort of recording the dude's mm-hmm. just he's great but as of now we're doing it's all digital so far mm-hmm. you know there's this trick that you can do you can record all on digital and they can run the whole thing through Dictate, analog tape yeah. just get that warmth you know yeah which we might end up doing i'm not sure i'm just you know it's just something i just came up with right now but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a possibility but you documented it so now you can remember as a note there you go let's yeah. try that guys there you go yeah run it through the mill yeah throw it in that mouth throw it in that damn thing but no no you know we get great sounds out there and yeah you know he's such a he's he's really good at what he does too so he makes us sound good so. hey man that's yeah. all that matters as long as you sound good mm-hmm. as long as you're able to translate that we're actually in a couple of weeks Corky's coming back and we're going to do some more writing more recording and try to get more of that done more some more songs so right now we only have one finished song you oh, know we want to get six okay to come out with some kind of ep ep or something you know and get that get that taken care of and get in the the circuit are you gonna try to with your with your album are you gonna try to do some you're gonna try to do vinyl pressings or that'd be yes. cool you know I, I thought about it you know I'd, it'd be really cool to do i honestly wouldn't mind doing my last album making that a vinyl press because it has more of the the sound qualities that would, i mean the, the new ones are really digitally kind of mm-hmm. like it's it's more like there's a lot of synthesi- synthesizers and you know uh, cool plugins and stuff that I experimented with me mm-hmm. and Wade did and so I don't know how that would translate on a, a vinyl it might be cool but it just wouldn't make it realistic my last album was pretty much everything was all done even the reverb on the voice was done with this little toy that you talk into it looks like a microphone oh shit you know what I'm talking yeah, about I and do it has a reverb so I, I sang with that to like you know <laughs> that's cool yeah it did a lot everything was all hand done yeah yeah it was really cool. Like, there was no no digital, no plugins, no nothing. You know. Um, do you mind if we play a song off your last album? Sure. Well, this one that you're about to play right now is a uh, is a song that was um, you know all mixed and mastered over at Dead Moth Recording as Mark Michael's place, and um, this one's called "Story of My Life." Sweet. Let's listen to "Story of Story of My Life." <laughs> and what's the name of the album? Laugh and Roll the Moon. Off of Laugh and Roll the Moon? It's a lyric in one of the songs. Okay. Right on. Okay. All right, ready? 
down and tossed aside Though the pages on the floor may tell the story of my life The best left to the cockroaches and mice They seem to be the ones to have the heart to criticize So what'd you think? I thought it was amazing. Thanks, Life man. changing. You like that the horns in there and everything? Yeah, the in the and the um the cajon. Yeah, well, you know, that's the, way back in the mix. You got a good ear. That's yeah, way in the you, back of the mix. That's that whole good, that yeah. whole that whole fucking string section yeah, came in yeah. right around three forty five. Yeah, yeah. Man. And one eighteen, number twenty seven, the twenty seventh word? The. the yeah. Okay. In the liner notes. In the liner if notes. you guys want to check. Uh <laughs> 
Is that available? You got CDs of that? Do you selling that at your shows and stuff? Yep. Actually, on iTunes and stuff right now, I got my first album, A World Apart, which came out in 2009. My, this, the one we're t- well, you just listened to and the one that's, you know, everything now is not on there. So I got to get that going. I got to put that up and start making Is that on CD, baby? Or where can people get it other than a CD right out now, of your trunk? Right just my, now, just my shows. And I, I'm going to change that here soon because I got a website being made. It should be done in like a week. I think I've said that two weeks in a row. <laughs> but um, <laughs> are you are you doing it yourself or? No, I got a buddy of mine who's doing it. Um, and um, yeah, so he should be doing a good job. His name's uh, Jordan Barnett, and uh, he should be he's he's one of the best dudes, you know, website designers and whatnot. So is it gonna be ChrisShows.com? Yes. Yep. What do you get? Does your band have a website? I have a personal like a solo music website. What is it? Musicbymuddy.com. Musicbymuddy. So is Muddy your stage name then? Yes. Okay. That wasn't just like a cute little pet name. Oh. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no, I thought that was what it was. That's, that's just my, cool. that's like my nickname. Muddy. Since you were a little girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Muddy Waters or just? Just. Just Muddy. No, I know uh, rhyme no. or reason. <laughs> just something like your dad called you? Just, like, I don't even know. <laughs> it just happened. It's weird. You talk to everyone in their family and nobody knows where it drive from. <laughs> It just funny. exists. It just exists. Like God. Okay. Yes. I like it. It's cool. Go. Right on. So, um, so when are you, when is the new album set to release then? You said a couple months. Is that what <coughs> I'm you hoping said? to have it by May. That's May. my goal. That's my goal. But, you know, right now we're in the mixing process and yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah. All, all the parts are almost recorded. There's mm-hmm. really, all I, I got to do is like a synth part and some vocals and a little, and one more lead and I'm done. And, you know, I'd say by May is realistic. Yeah. So. Right on. Uh, when's the next time you're going out on the road? I leave in June. We're going doing with the mountain thing. We're mm-hmm. doing a little U.S. tour, and then I come home for like a week, and then I go on Chris Shutter's band U.S. tour. Oh, wow. So that'll be cool. And then we go to the U.K., Germany, and France in October. <laughs> nice. So that's with Mountain. And... Soon, hopefully, Chris Shutters will be out in Europe. So we're trying to work that out, trying to make that happen. Chris Shutters band. That's dope. And uh, so yeah, that'll be really cool. Where'd you play in Europe when you went out with um, Kofi? We went. To, we played in Oos, Netherlands, and Amsterdam. We played um, in all of pretty much. I mean, a lot of lot of Germany. <laughs> a lot of Germany. A lot of Germany. Germany mainly loves Germany. Germany. Huh? Yeah, they. We packed out almost every show. That's incredible. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I ask this for most musicians. Um, what was what was a seminal album for you that sort of just like changed your life? Oh, you want to know? A lot yeah, of people think I kn- I'm crazy. That's okay. A lot of people think I'm crazy. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say the Aqualung record. Aqualung. Uh, Jethro Tull. Yeah. Okay. That was one of them. Uh, I would say there's a few. You know, no, that's it, fine. You know, you got, you know, um, Jimi Hendrix, um, are you experienced? You know that blew me away. And um, I actually didn't really get into the Beatles uh, up until the last like s- seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, so how old are you? Oh, I, I'm as old as I am. Okay. And um, no, I'm 32. Okay. 32, yeah. And uh, I just turned 32. Right now. Um, January 23rd. One, two, three. Hey. hey, that's my son's birthday. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Aquarius. Hey. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I was the same way. I didn't really get in the Beatles until I was in like well in my thirties, twenties. How old are you now? I'm thirty four. Thirty four, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like the Beatles like to me is when I was younger was just I wanna hold yeah. your hand yeah. and it's like, okay. But then you get into it, you listen to like Abbey Road and it just blows your mind. And yeah. It's like, oh Let It Be. Let I, it, I played that on repeat. You know what's funny is Let It Be is the only um record that wasn't produced by George Martin. Or you know, it was uh um Was that the guy who shot the girl? The, uh, my, uh Phil Spector. Yes. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't. All I know is he looks crazy, and yeah. like he obviously is. Oh, yeah. He likes gunplay in the bed, and that's, uh, you that's know, hey. <laughs> different <laughs> strokes for different folks. But it's safe, you know, safe. You Just keep it safe, folks. in the right direction. So <laughs> keep it safe, folks. Yeah, keep it safe. Keep <laughs> the safe. Keep the safety on. That's what yes. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, what about you? Seminal albums. I don't know, and I don't want to disrespect that album when it hits me, so I'm just not going to answer it. I don't want to say a different one and then be really like, what about oh. The platters? That would be like greatest hits, probably. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think greatest hits counts. Yeah, it does. Sure. It's whatever, it's whatever blew your mind at one point that like changed your right. The door is for me, too. I would Ooh, say the, the one that surprised me the most because I grew up not liking country at all. When I got into Hank Williams Sr., as I was like, I would like cried just because it's just a person that's just, you know. Yeah. No, it's fucking. And just the way it was recorded, just the recording style then, everything Mm. about it was so sentimental. Oh, I feel you. Very intimate sounding. Yeah. Have you guys heard of Sturgill Simpson? Oh, yeah. Like, he's the guy who played for, he busked outside the Grammys or something, CMAs or something. Yeah. didn't hear that. He was busking outside had, of it or something. He had a t-shirt. Oh, my God. I got this huge stain on my shirt. That's awesome. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I saw a t-shirt where it said, who the fuck is Sturgill Simpson that he was selling mm-hmm. because he was nominated for a Grammy for his last album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know, like, Hank Williams Sr. Like, is that style recording. Like, Hank Williams Jr., I would say, would be more comparable to uh what sturgill simpson is doing now like merle haggard eras okay. type stuff cool. what about hank three hank three you can't fucking can't forget wrong. the third yeah. one kicked out of every damn bar yeah that <laughs> nut. i love it. it i feel like too uh like i'm just going off greatest hits i guess That's i guess i guess maybe like a an artist then that like okay. ever what about an artist muddy what do you, what do you yeah let us know inspired you um robert johnson oh yes me for too. sure hey I feel it. It's too. almost like it almost like makes me feel uneasy in like the best way. That's kind of like your and I connection yeah. musically is we both are in awe by Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, man. Learned so much from him. You just and sit and listen to him. You can hear it in her writing style and my playing style, you know? Yeah. It's really cool. And so, what's a weakness that you've overcome in the past or that you're overcoming currently with your playing i mean it could be with your singing it could be with like the way you're fucking play your guitar mine for example um just so you kind of get an idea where i'm going um my left hand sucks on the piano so i would like to exercise that as much as possible so like something that you're overcoming or something that you've overcome in the past um i would say you know the 
the hardest thing I guess would be like just when I was first trying to figure out how to finger pick correctly mm-hmm. and you know everything's all it's all rhythm it's all timing it's all polyrhythms and it's all everything like that until I understood what those were I didn't really get it but um what's it's basically for me it's not it's more about understanding how it works mm-hmm. once I like with the flute for instance I once I knew how it mechanically worked then how when you let go of the holes the flute gets smaller mm-hmm. in the theory and the pitch is higher the more holes you close the longer the flute gets and the lower the, the notes, mm-hmm. notes get. once I understand that you know methodology I, I, it makes more sense you know mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I am with certain things like it, it just clicks you know and based on merely just the understanding of it you know my fingers always kind of just knew where to go what to do because yeah. like I'd hear something in my head and I could match it you know do you, do you see it or like how does that work for you how do you process that is, are you seeing it on the fretboard or is it just like I can you know? literally here's a weird thing is like I see music in, in colors and I also like I can when I hear it on, like a solo on the radio mm-hmm. I can visualize in my head what the hands on the fretboard are doing Okay. So I'm, I have an understanding, like what string they're on and how they're getting there. Like you know, I can hear that, and, and it's that makes things a little easier, you know. Yeah. But, well, um, yeah. Kind <laughs> of a lucky, kind of a lucky thing, really. But yeah, yeah, totally. But, uh, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. It's kind of weird. No, and that's the, and okay. The whole colors thing. It's all like, you know, certain uh, moods of the songs, mm-hmm. like and where they go. Yeah. Like I, f- I feel different. Like so, like what color would Voodoo Child be? Like dark red, black. Dark red, black. Yeah. See, for, me, it's like dark, for me, it's like dark purple. Yeah. yeah, I was going with purple too. Okay. But I think it's only because Jimmy liked yeah. to wear yeah. purple. I think it's yeah. associated with purple all the time. Yeah. yeah. I just think of the heaviness of that song. You know, that's, yeah. that was heavy before heavy was heavy. You yeah, know? yeah, that was yeah. fucking metal, baby. Yeah, that was, yeah, right? That was <laughs> impressive that was stuff. And so it was dark, dark red, dark. And I just, I think in patterns, I think in things like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's not about really, I need to go from this fret to this fret to, yeah. to, it's more about how does this feel, you know, and let's try to find that feel, you know, because right. anybody can copy, anybody that can play guitar well can copy a solo, mm-hmm. can copy, say, Stevie Ray Vaughan's solo in Voodoo Chow. Yeah. A lot of people do it. A lot of people copy it, but nobody sounds like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. Not even Kenny Wayne Shepherd can, yeah. can can do it you know mm-hmm. and he's probably one of the closest to come him and john mayer that are out in the scene right now john mayer man john mayer is great but he's still no stevie ray Vaughan. no he's not nobody can do it but he know? is but he's john mayer. but he's john mayer he's and john nobody mayer. can john mayer better right. than john mayer he's john you know mayer af man he is yeah he is og of john mayer john mayer <laughs> is the og of john mayer <laughs> did you uh were you did you uh check out any of that dead and company stuff he was doing with the dead yeah yeah what'd you think i thought it was a good thing because i never really i've never been a dead fan ever mm. and i actually despise it you know like <laughs> like i i don't know what it is like i, I appreciate i, know I respect <laughs> i respect their careers i appreciate everything they did in the music scene mm. like peace and all the stuff yeah. i love the peace and love and all that whole thing keeping that going that's an amazing thing gathering people and but I just, he was, you know, Jerry Garcia is uh, just out of tune all the time. His he's vocals, so, all their vocals, all the vocals are just, are terrible. oh, he's fucking out. Oh, it's so bad. So out. when he jumped on, to the, on board, I feel like it was the best that they've ever been, you know? Mm. 
So fair enough. I, I personally didn't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying in, in no. comparison to the original. I I I'm, feel I don't you. like any of it. You know, really, no, I, I understand. And I, I I'll go down saying that. You know, I don't I don't care. Chris Shutters does not like Grateful Dead. Nor do I really like the Rolling Stones either. So that's that's my big you one that people don't like. You know to what's hear me weird say. about the Stones is like they're hit or miss. I mean, yeah. like they have right. some good shit, but like. I can't just sit there and listen to a whole album and be like, yeah, I, I want to hear this again. It's just, you know, to me, the songwriting was what it was what it was mm. about. You know, they were, they were good songs. They were catchy. They were well done. But I just, I don't look at any of the musicians and go, wow. Mm. You know? But they played together great. Now, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Aerosmith the same way. I love Aerosmith, though. Mm. I love Aerosmith. And each in- instrumentalist of the band isn't the greatest at what they do. Right. But they play together perfectly, you know? Yeah. No, so it's there's I think that's a lot of what makes them great, you know. But then you look at the Beatles. You look at the Beatles and you go, okay, not only are they incredible together, but they're incredible on their own, you know. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Each one of Ringo, people give him a bunch of shit. He's one of the best drummers ever played. He he wrote. He was one of the best drum writers ever. And because he was left-handed and led with his left hand, mm. he played unlike any other drummer at the time. Yeah. You know, which was which what you know stood out to people and they didn't even realize it did did you read that uh, quincy jones interview that one that just came out by uh-uh. um you should it's pretty good he talks shit about the beatles <laughs> who else does he talk shit? Oh, about steve miller man oh, okay i get it he's just <laughs> oh man it's great I mean, he's like, he's kind of shit-talking michael jackson and yeah, well, i mean he kind of helped make michael right right well <clears throat> anyways if you ever find yourself without anything to do look up the quincy jones interview i think variety did it yeah anyways i will it's fucking awesome that's cool <laughs> you're gonna you sit know, there and laugh <laughs> i, I want to be one of the guys like that that aren't afraid to say what they're thinking yeah you know i, yeah. I don't want to be tiptoeing and walking on eggshells because you know pol- political correctness that's mm. going on everybody's so scared oh my God. to to be a free thinker mm. the more that that happens the less freedom we have and and our what we are feeling and what we're saying like we, you don't believe in it. You're just saying it to appease everybody. Yeah, else. and isn't that weird that, like, the liberal side, and I'm not even trying to go political, no, I mean, but, like, yeah. how the liberal side is sort of, like, confining, like, what we can say and what we can't say, and it's like, I thought it was, like, a liberal thing to, like, be able to express yourself openly. And I get that you shouldn't be saying, like, awful slanderous things towards, you know, other races and people and, and women, you know, but yeah. there's like this point where it's just getting crazy and it's sort of eating itself. I honestly have friends on both sides mm. of the spectrum. And with the whole thing, I mean, it's it's people are going to talk about it. It's a scary issue politics. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, everybody everybody days. is out of their mind on both sides yeah. of the fence. I'm, I'm and agree. it's I I I just think that um, there's good people, there's and there's bad people, and there's paranoid people. And I think if we can all find a way to work together like we used to, you know, I, I feel like we were, everything was calm up mm. until recent, you know. Yeah. And now, uh, now we're like trying to figure out how to get our opinions out and try not to offend everybody all the time. You know, it's it's easy to do. I offend people all the time. Constantly. I'm, I do it on purpose. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will offend you. I'll offend myself. I don't even care. No. Okay. And then, Muddy, what, what about you? What's a weakness that you've overcome with your playing? I've, over, I've overcome. Overcome or you're working on currently? 
I feel like she doesn't have any weaknesses. <laughs> I've had someone actually say that before. Really? And yeah. You're like, please. Well, he's See, my weakness is between my ears. It's all in my head. Like, that's that's my weakness. Is I think too much or I don't think enough. That's clever. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, that's what I wish I would have said. Oh, but <laughs> now you have your opportunity to say what you want to say. Um, I think like vocally, I'm pretty talented at like coming up with like catchy melodies, like something catchy and simple. Mm. Um. Coming from the but queen of my, catchy, but that's my, but that's not a weakness. No, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm priming my weakness by saying okay. that. Oh, my bad. I'm um, sorry. But instrumentally, like playing guitar, I, I'm very simplistic, and I feel like my weakness is that I have trouble translating melody onto like the instrument, onto like the guitar, mm. or like playing lead, or like playing more melodic. She shit. she. I like to think of this analogy as like she can build a chair and just like anybody can build a chair. You can have a factory, you can have a bunch of machines, but you got to learn how to use those machines mm-hmm. and get it right. And eventually by the end, you have a perfect chair. Yeah. You can hand her a knife and a sand and a bunch of sandpaper and she will still build the chair and she doesn't need all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. She can use what she has and make something just as, or if not more beautiful than the that might be the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my oh whole life. Oh my god, that's so nice. I love this. I love this love <laughs> here. It's yeah, true. Oh, so so again, that's not really a weakness, but you're saying <laughs> <laughs> that's like not, I mean, like I could be stronger at the guitar. <laughs> let's let's put it that way. Okay. I could like lead, trans- lead guitar. Lead guitar. And what are you doing to remedy that? I'm just curious. Um, I just use my voice. Perfect. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I use my voice more. And we've been working on and your, I, your riffing. When you, yeah, when you were taking your little restroom break, I was yeah. talking about how I, you're a, a fountain of knowledge, so I just, I have a lot, like, it, there's just a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn. No, no, I have a lot of knowledge for fountains. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, no, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd mess that up. This, I mean, this is, is this how it is, just 24 7 24/7. 24/7. <laughs> he's it. just always yeah. making pun jokes oh i am i'm a pun guy <laughs> he is a pun guy <laughs> very <Yeah>. punny <laughs> okay let's listen to one more song off your last album or any album and then uh, let's wrap up all right let's i'll show i'll show you a new one i'll, I'll give you a new one that sounds okay? good all right here's a, a new song here called with a smile it's me i'm doing all the instruments oh, playing shit. all the drums bass backing vocals guitar piano and I did the whole thing in like an hour and a half period at the studio. I had the idea, I, I wrote the song on the piano at home, and then when I got in the studio, I had a, like an idea what, how I wanted it to go. And I just told Wade, dude, just let me just go. Mm. I'm just gonna go. And he's like, okay, do it. So I, I did all the parts, and, and that's, everything you hear on there is all one take stuff. Wow. So I just did everything in a row. And some of the vocals are pretty, like in the backing vocals, it's kind of neat, because like, if you listen hard enough, especially at the end, that they're kind of just off the cuff, improvisational, you know, just little, you know, vocal 